Well, hello. It is episode number 16, the week of February 18th, 2019. This is the Arrows Up podcast. This is Coach Clem. Hey, it's Rhonda. Let's get it going. All right, cool. So it is the uh, week of February 18th, 2019. We're going to go over the programming for the week. Uh, For CrossFit programming, we're actually heading into the official CrossFit Open. It is week number one of five. So the next five weeks, we're going to be centered around the CrossFit Open, guys. All right. It is here. No more racehorse. No more racehorse. That's done. So what what that that means is that this week it is considered a deload week. uh, And as well as for the next five weeks, it's not really going to be super, super uh, heavy. Um, but we still will focus in on your technique and your form, and the coaches are still there to help you out. So please uh, remember to be consistent on your, your uh, attendance. Uh, it is going to be, pre- be preparing you for the CrossFit Open. So that's what we have for the current schedule for programming for the next five weeks in CrossFit. For the Olympic lifting folks, it is also going to be centered around uh, your CrossFit Open as well. So the percentages may be a little bit heavier ne- this week as opposed to last week. Uh, but try not to go one rep max. Try not to go super heavy uh, because that is going to ultimately hurt you in the CrossFit Open in your performance. Uh, and it's going to wear you down. Yeah. Uh, as well as just remember that Olympic lifting is a program that you guys can modify at any time. You don't have to follow it verbatim. If you feel like that day you feel a little bit sore or you feel like you don't have what you have, you can lower the percentage or you, you can even lower the reps uh, or even the time to be spent training. Um, having said that, we're transitioning over to cross, the CrossFit uh, gymnastics as well. So my gymnastics, folks, it is th- still the same thing as well. If you feel like you're short on time or you feel like you're a little sore, uh, some body parts are starting to hurt, you can always modify that as well. Uh, we are f- so focusing in on the gymnastics with pull-ups, total bar, and this past Friday, we went over handstand walks. Handstand progressions. So yeah. the handstand walk progressions was really fun. Uh, <laughs> also, the, the, the muscle ups, we also went over that last week as well. Uh, it is not too late to sign up for the Olympic lifting and the uh, gymnastics. Uh, that actually will help you out in the long run because uh, the coaches are there. We're essentially focused on working on specific movements away from doing a actual workout where everything's flying and you're tired. This is more along the lines of when you're fresh, we are able to take a look at and see how you are moving for the snatch, the clean and jerk, uh, and also various gymnastic movements for the gymnastics class. So Olympic lifting is centered around snatch and clean and jerk. Gymnastics is centered, centered around basically gymnastics. But we're taking away doing an actual workout where you're fatigued and you're not moving efficiently because you're because you're tired. This is more along the lines of you're fresh. We have coaches' eyes on you. You're moving in the in the correct positions, and those kind of positions that you're moving into will ultimately help you in the long run because it avoids injuries and it also helps you to move more efficiently and perform better in the open in the future and also any in any future competitions if you think about doing things or even if you have goals in gymnastics and Olympic lifting, you get better at that as well. So just really consider doing Olympic lifting or gymnastics uh, in the future. And one of the things too um, with the specialty classes that I think that we just, a lot of people don't know is that uh, a lot of it is we are actually like learning like from the whiteboard. Yes. Like you're, you know, the coach is going up there, coach Clem's going up, <laughs> and uh, it illustrating a lot of the things um, from a different visual perspective. So it's, it's a lot of fun to be able to, um, be able to have the different uh, ways of learning uh, in tune in those specialty classes. So definitely consider it. Uh, let me or uh, Coach Clem know if you're interested in trying out one of the specialty classes and we'll get you some more information. Now we'll move on to the next topic. All right, on to the next.
All right, guys. So it is CrossFit open season and we are very excited about it. It is, it is, it has approached us so quickly, but we are here. It's here. And this Thursday is going to be the uh, CrossFit uh, announcement on the first workout. Uh, we don't know what it is. We won't know until every Thursday. Uh, Coach Clem is going to give us some details about how 10 Arrows is going to run uh, our heats for the Open this year. All right, cool. So for the next five weekends, we're going to have it scheduled for Saturday and Sunday. The hours are going to be 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the Olympic lifting folks, we've, we're going to shift our, our class for those next five weeks from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. for those classes. So it's going to be 7 to 8 for Olympic lifting that Saturday. And then from 8 to 10, it's going to be open folks. You're going to do an RSVP. Let us know uh, when you're going to be doing the open between those time slots. Uh, so that way we can have some judge coverage. Um, also for the group classes uh, for Saturday and Sunday, we are going to be incorporating, we want the Open to be for all of the athletes, all of our arrows. We want everyone to enjoy the Open. Oh, yeah. Um, as far as the leaderboard goes, it is uh, the CrossFit Games leaderboard. It's optional. It's uh, 20 bucks. It's a really fun thing if, you, if you're really into that. But if you're just, you just want to do the workouts and, and feel really good about yourself, we're still going to have an option for you. Uh, it really is going to be dependent upon what workout CrossFit rolls out. We don't know it until every week. So uh, more details to follow each week and how the, the group classes on Saturday and Sunday are going to run. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to have, uh, if you're not officially registered, you can still do the individual workout. Uh, however, we could do a modification of it where it's very similar to it, but it might be a partner or a team style. So every week we will keep you guys updated. And um, But technically, everyone's doing the Open. So yeah. in one way or the other this year. Yeah, no, if those that register for the Open, I think we got 18 athletes. If those times don't fit in, you know, reach out to me and see if we can actually make some accommodations for anything, uh, you know, like you're uh, going it, out of town, like going and out of you want to you do it if on a work, Friday, if you're working right. on Saturday and Sunday and you just can't do it, reach out to, to me and I can uh, see about making accommodations for you. Awesome. So also moving on regarding the, the CrossFit Open is uh, I did post yesterday the apparel options. So we have two um, different t-shirt color types, uh, Heather Teal and Heather Clay. And then we also have uh, a crop tank top option. So uh, really important if you guys can please get your orders into me uh, no later than I would say around noon uh, tomorrow. Uh, noon so that, tomorrow. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround time. We want to try to get these shirts in your hands as soon as possible. We do have a full five weeks to enjoy our shirts. So, um, but we want to try to get that out as soon as possible. So they're 20 bucks each. If you haven't taken a look at them, go take a look at the proofs and inbox me, Rhonda, directly with your order. All right, so now I think that's it. We can move on to the next topic. Cool, and we move. All right, guys, so you probably have seen, and if you haven't, I uh, highly encourage you to go take a look out on our athletes page, but we have uh, rolled out a really cool enhancement to your group membership, and we're calling it the Arrow Quarterly Athlete Assessment. Mm -hmm. uh, Clem, I think you've already done five or so of these already okay. um i know at I've least done six six okay and you guys have really done, we've gotten a lot of appointments so thank you guys for for using that online tool to get set up with your assessment it's a huge value so if you're a group 
member here. Uh, every quarter, Coach Clem is going to sit down with you for 30 minutes and uh, plot out your goals with you and talk through and give you what we're calling a fitness prescription on how to meet your goals. And then also looking at uh, each quarter going ahead and then some mid to long-term range goals for you. So absolutely take advantage of it. If you have not already scheduled one, uh, there's some vision boards. And I'm going to hand it over to Clem to talk about how his last appointments have gone. Any any cool things happening in those? Well, I, I think that probably the coolest thing is we're able to put the athlete's goals on paper or on a whiteboard or on a board. A vision. A yeah. vision. So they can see instead of it just speaking it, speaking it out into just never, never land and it just disappears. Now we have something where we have it on a board. I can look at the board. We all can look at the board together. We take a picture of the board. We have that listed. So that way in the next quarter, you have a short-term goal that we have that you have to, that you, we want you to get done in a quarter. So we're, you're challenging yourself yeah. and I'm also holding you accountable for doing that. Uh, so that way when we check in in the quarter, we're going to look and see if we can check that off of the list. And then we have longer term goals where we have it set on a timeline so we know exactly where you're tracking on your long term goals. So talk to me about what have been some of the common themes of goals or, or has there been one that kind of rises to the top for you or are they all are they a little bit different or? Uh, well, no, everyone's got pretty much almost the same type of goals. I mean, we have goals where we want to improve body composition you know, lower your body fat percentage, gain muscle. Um, we've had goals where it's CrossFit games, yes. uh, you know, goals, which is awesome. Um, we've had goals where people just want a podium in a local competition. Nice. Um, we've had goals where people want to learn all the CrossFit movements. Um, and these are just kind of goals uh, out there. We've had goals where uh, someone wants to be a CrossFit coach. Nice. So these are great goals to put out there because now we know exactly what your goals are and you know what your goals are. And me doing a quarterly check-in with you uh, really just helps us all to have something that we can latch on to and say, when you wake up or when you come into the box, we all know what you want to do. So we all are looking at you like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, that brings up a good point too. So the other coaches, the coaching staff, I mean, they're going to be made aware of what the what the, uh, the goals are of the athletes too. So Correct. like everyone knows and they can help you along your way. Yeah. I mean, if you have a goal where you want to keep it more private and you just want to just say, hey, I don't really want people to know about this. Just yet. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. just let me know and we can always keep it private. But for the most part, we want the coaches to also be in on this because that way, if I'm not here coaching a class and I don't see you perform, the coaches know what your goals are right. and they can hold you accountable. So that way you can get that extra motivation to push harder to get your goals. Very That's, nice. It's only right. We're all a community here. We all want to make sure we're all uh, moving along to all of our goals. And we're all invested. Because everybody's got goals. So Makes sense. Well, uh, thank you so much for that. And we'll um, move on to the next topic. All right. On to the next. All right, guys, this is another exciting topic. It's um, a new a change that we're going to be bringing to the box uh, starting this spring. Uh, it's uh, in addition to one of our uh, a PM class to, to add to our uh, existing schedule. So hopefully it'll bring some, um, some relief. We do know once we get into the warmer months, what we've, oh, which we've, what we've traditionally seen is uh, an influx of athletes. Obviously, you know, everyone wants to kind of get in gear for the spring and summer. And yep. so they are, you know, we, we know it's coming. So, and we already have, you know, some, some pretty pet classes in the afternoon as it is. So 530 is crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, 
good timing for us to add um, an additional class. So we're just giving you guys a heads up that this is coming and it'll be starting on Wednesday, March the 13th will be our first day of our, our new class schedule in the afternoon. So uh, right now we currently have two PM classes. We're going to be moving to three PM classes yep. and they will be as follows. 5.15 to 6.15 p.m., 6.15 to 7.15 p.m., and 7.15 to 8.15 p.m. Yep. So, Clem, you excited about it? <laughs> I'm excited because, uh, you know, it gives an, an additional time slot. It gives the athletes more versatility in their schedule. Um, if they can't make the 5.15, they, they can always come in at 6.15. It's not, and, you know, to wait till the 7. Know, it's, a third, it's basically a third class, so you can float it around. So if you guys are running a little bit late, you can't make 5.15, at least you know you have a 6 o'clock class. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, if you can't make it in at 6, you got a 7 o'clock class as well. So I'm really excited about it because it, it helps everybody out. Yeah, and thank you guys for your flexibility up front in that we know that the class today is 5.30 and 7, and obviously for 5.30 we shifted that earlier to 5.15, mm-hmm. and we have to shift our 7 p.m. a little bit you know, later to 7.15. Obviously, we just had to make the best decision on where to kind of make the shifts there. And, and the reason why we did it is just to lower the population, too. Yeah, to give you... Um, to to give, give you a better workout, because yeah. if we have 15 people that's in a class, we could still we could yeah. still get it done. Uh, it's just going to take maybe a little bit longer because we have more athletes to to oversee and um, make sure that we're logistically doing it correctly. So the reason why we added that third class is if we have a class of 15 people, you have a third class in which you could kind of lower that population and make it a more balanced class across those three classes. Absolutely. All right. So that is coming uh, up next month. So uh, get your calendars ready for it. Oh, yeah. And we'll move on to the next topic. On to the next. All right, guys. So uh, during the month of February, we are going to be continuing our our series. We're titled Eat Like an Athlete series, where we're just talking about different uh, topics on how to eat to perform like the athletes you are. Uh, so, you know, we talked about uh, macronutrients. Yep. We talked about calories last week. Yep. So this week we thought we would talk about whole foods. Oh, not not the grocery store. <laughs> whole paychecks. Whole pay, yeah, we call it whole paychecks. Um, but uh, whole foods and and what that really means and 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 as far as nutrition goes. So I'm gonna hand it over to Clem to get us started. All right, cool. So what exactly is a whole food? Because we always say eat whole foods, eat nutritious foods, eat uh, foods that are good for you. What is a whole food? So by definition, a whole food is food that is given to you or you purchase in its original state, mm. meaning it's not chopped up, it's not in a can, it's not you know loaded with preservatives, uh, it hasn't been manipulated in any way. It has all of the nutrients basically from farm to your mouth as it's supposed to look. So a potato is gonna look like an actual potato, it's not gonna be <laughs> a mashed potato in a bag. Yeah, and so some of the misconceptions, and, and I think even I've had it in the past, is that it has to say organic on Correct. food. But, you know, there's organic applesauce, but that doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. that There's organic cookies. Organic cookies, yeah, but it's that's not a whole food. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, that's usually a misconception when it comes to whole foods because you'll see a lot of uh, information or you'll see articles saying whole foods and they'll try to into, into incorporate organic as part of whole foods. Whole food is basically, it doesn't have to say organic on the label. You, a standard potato is a still still considered a whole food. The only time it's not considered a whole food is if you get a potato in a can. 
Mm-hmm. Or you get a potato as a mashed potato in a prepackaged bag. Mm-hmm. Or, fries. or fries. Or fries <laughs> yeah. or something like that where it's been manipulated in some kind of way in order for it to become a different type of food. Which is also removing nutrients potentially. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what that does is, it, like uh, Rhonda was saying, it removes the, the important nutrients that's needed in a potato or an apple uh, or any of the whole foods that you're thinking about on fruits and vegetable side. So um, it takes away those important nutrients. And what ends up happening is if you're used to not eating foods in their wholesome ways, is you're going to find holes in your nutrition uh, mm. based on the fact that you're not eating the food as it's intended. That's interesting. So when we're looking at different diets, and I mean, we don't we don't think that there's any one perfect diet for anyone. How does Whole Foods? How is it? How does it go across the board, regardless of whatever type of diet? You know, someone is a vegan. I mean, Whole Foods is still as important to someone who isn't a vegan, right? Correct. Yeah. So if, if it's a vegan diet, if it's a heavy meat diet, mm-hmm. if it's a ketogenic diet, if it's a, a paleo. paleo diet. Uh, whatever diet, and I hate to use the word diet, I usually just say, um, you know, nutrition. Yes. Uh, because diet is something that's considered a fad. When I think diet, I think fad. I think like, or like just, there's a limited time frame right. around it. So if you ever, if you ever think of a, a plan or eating uh, system that you're thinking about, just really be cognizant of that word diet. Uh, because diet usually means it's going to be for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, our goal for whole foods is to be able to eat the whole foods for the rest of your life. Meaning we're not cutting out things. We're not trying to cut you down and try to cut out carbs or cut out fats or just basically starve you on some some other uh, side in order for you to get quick results. Uh, When we talk about whole foods and eating whole foods, we're talking about long-term results that are consistent over a period of time that has been founded to be effective for the last couple of centuries. Sure. Uh, Not something that just happened, not not a fad diet that started last month or last year. So when we talk about those type of diets or when we talk about the nutrition that we're talking about with whole foods is whatever those ketogenic, paleo, um, Mediterranean, Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of some other ones, (laughs) Uh, vegan, vegetarian, they're usually still based on whole foods Foods. as as a foundation because you need those whole foods to keep your metabolism up and also to keep your your body nutrient rich so you can actually make sure your body performs at optimal levels. Yeah, so one of the things too is, um, I guess as as an indicator of is this a whole food or not is... Is it perishable? Because yes. that's one thing. Like a whole food is not going to be able to have a long shelf life. Correct. It's going to start deteriorating <laughs> very fast. And and why is it? Well, I mean, like that's that that goes hand in hand in how it's going to be consumed in your body. Exactly. Right? So the spoilage that you see on a countertop, like all the mold and all that stuff, just deteriorating like an apple. If you just leave an apple out for I don't know how long does the apple last? Two or three weeks. Apple's pretty and it starts good. to ferment yeah, and it gets like all avocado, soft. Avocado. Yeah. That's basically the deterioration that's going to occur in your body as well. So mm-hmm. your apple is going to deteriorate, to deteriorate usually like that on a countertop as it does in the body. Which is what we want. Which is what we want. The body is going to deteriorate whatever you eat in order to strip out the nutrients and expel the waste. Right. So that's basically all that what you're seeing with an apple deteriorating is that basically that's it's supposed to be in your body. You, you should be ashamed of yourself of letting that apple just sit there alone and not fulfill its destiny. You should have ate it. Eat the apple, eat the banana. So do we so do we have to, I mean in your opinion, is it a good idea to look for organic sources or grass-fed meats? I mean, but 
I know we were talking about whole foods, but it doesn't necessarily, if your, if your budget is not one that can sustain that, I mean, what, what would be some alternatives for us if we still want to eat whole foods, but we maybe not necessarily have to spend as much money? That's a great question because a lot of times what you'll hear is people complain about, oh man, eating whole foods or eating really, really just natural foods is super expensive. Yeah. And that's a myth. Yeah. Um, what the problem is, is that natural foods, like we were just talking earlier, they deteriorate quicker than canned foods. So what you automatically are thinking is that if I buy a can of beans and I buy fresh beans, mm -hmm. like green beans in a can and green beans that are fresh, the green beans in a can are going to last forever, right? The green beans in a, that are fresh are going to last maybe a week or so. So what we're talking about is not prices because prices, you can buy a sack of potatoes like you could buy 15 potatoes for about four bucks. It's cheap. Yeah. And you prepare those 15 potatoes. You're going to eat those 15 potatoes as one person probably for two weeks. Right. It's two weeks worth of potatoes. Um, but if you let the potatoes just sit there and you're too lazy to basically prepare the potatoes and then it just goes bad and you have mashed potatoes in a bag that's just sitting there in the freezer and it's just sitting there in the freezer for the last year or so and you just can just whip it up real quick. That's where people are usually misconceived. Uh, they're getting confused that canned is cheaper than fresh because canned can say, sit in there. You still spent the money, yeah. but now the can can sit there longer because if you're lazy and you don't want to make the food, that food that you bought fresh spoils. You got to throw it away. But you're but losing the, stuff the nutrients. That's, but you're losing the, the nutrients whole... from the whole stuff in the You're losing the nutrients from the whole food you're throwing away and you're not getting those nutrients in the can. So if I'm going into a grocery store, HEB, Walmart, Whole Foods, you name it, so what are some of my tips? Because I've heard you, 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 have, you, you walk around the perimeter and that's yes. where you're going to typically find your Whole Foods. Is Correct. That, is that right? Yeah, so you want to avoid the middle. The avoid. middle of the grocery store is where you're going to find boxes of cookies, crackers, pastas, pastas juices, sodas. That's usually how a, a grocery store works. They put the jars or the non-perishables in the center. They put all the fresh foods on the outside. So all the fresh foods are on the outside, usually on the perimeter of the grocery. So you want to shop the perimeter is what they usually say. And then the inside is the last thing you need to go into. It should not be the, the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And another quick tip when it comes to grocery shopping, since we're on that topic, don't go to the grocery store hungry. Ooh. Go to the grocery store when you're fully full and you got a nice meal. Because if you go to the grocery store hungry, what's going to happen is you're going to go in the center aisles and go buy those boxes of cookies. Because now your body is craving carbs. Or sample around yeah, the you're gonna sample around the yeah. store, and you don't want to, you don't feel like you know buying any whole foods because all you're thinking about is I need to get some quick carbs. So you're usually gonna buy those extra bags of cookies that you should not have bought in the first place. One other quick thing too. So you were mentioning canned foods. I mean, obviously the whole state is is the preferable one. Yes. Especially if you're trying to eat like an athlete. Um, but if you have to choose something between a frozen pack of broccoli versus you know, something in a can, what would be your recommendation there? Like frozen pack of broccoli. frozen. Yeah. Just because in a can you, you have to put in a lot of those preservatives to keep it in a can. It's basically pickled vegetables. Mm -hmm. So you have to put all the kinds of artificial fillers in those pickled vegetables in a can for it to be able to survive inside of a metal can. I mean, why would anybody want to eat vegetables out of a metal can anyway? Yeah. You don't know how long those vegetables have been sitting in that metal can. Uh, it could be acidic. You could have all kinds of metal inside the, inside the fruits and vegetables. So it's really just health-wise, it's dangerous just to eat out of a can, period. Wow. So you just got to really think about that. And another thing just to uh, go off of your savings when it comes to buying whole foods is be prepared. 
you know, find a, a recipe or something that you're going to go and get and get that. You know, if you're usually used to eating five apples a week, just buy the five apples a week, man. Yeah, don't try to go. go back. Yeah, <laughs> don't go five apples and then I'm going to go buy like five pints of strawberries, you know, or right. don't go in there and say, I'm going to buy a whole bunch of potatoes and I'm just going to figure out what I'm going to do with these potatoes. Yeah. Don't wing uh, it. <laughs> don't wing it. Just go in there with a specific recipe that you plan on making and buy that exact amount that the recipe says. No more, no less. So that way you could prepare it. And usually when I say do, when you go to the grocery store, you know, try to try to find one or two recipes that are your stables recipes. So you could just you, you just go in there and you just save a lot of time and you don't waste a lot of money on buying things that are unnecessary for Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. If you're not used to making a bunch of, I don't know, green bean casserole, don't buy a bunch of green beans. <laughs> just buy like a small batch of green beans and make a green bean casserole and eat it for like one or two days. And then if you have to go to the grocery store, go to the grocery store. Yeah, makes sense. All right, well, uh, that was our our, uh, latest topic on our Eat Like an Athlete series. We'll move on to the next. All right, on to the next. All right, we are going to end this podcast like we do every week with our quote of the week. It's uh, something we do on each of our podcasts, which hopefully provides some inspiration for you for the upcoming week ahead. Uh, This is by Greg Glassman. And we thought it was really timely and because we have the CrossFit open upon us. And if you guys don't know who Greg Glassman is, he is the founder creator of CrossFit. Yes, he is. Uh, So this was a really uh, cool quote that we found from Greg Glassman. And it is, hiding from your weaknesses is a recipe for incapacity and error. Oh, man. Hiding from your weaknesses. Who here knows about that stuff? I know I do sometimes. All of us. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, for sure. So what Greg, what Greg Glassman, like uh, Rhonda was saying, uh, founder and creator of CrossFit. If you guys don't know about Greg Glassman, this is for my newer CrossFit folks. Just a little bit of a background history for Greg Glassman. Uh, Greg Glassman was a gymnast. People don't know that. I always forget that. Yeah, he was a gymnast. So gymnastics is a, hard, a huge part of CrossFit when it comes to his program because he has been a gymnast. How he created CrossFit was the fact that as a gymnast, there's off-seasons. And during a gymnast competitive off-season, they really don't have an actual program that they follow. They don't know what to do during that time. A lot of times they played new sports or whatever. But what Greg Glassman wanted to do for CrossFit uh, was, or just creating CrossFit, is incorporate some weightlifting, some, some strength, some strength elements, mm-hmm. so he could be stronger for the upcoming season in gymnastics. Um, and part of that also was adding in some cardio capacity. Uh, because most gymnasts during the off-season, according to Greg Glassman, his experience was most people uh, would just ride a bike for a lot of miles in their off-season as gymnasts, and they would just run a lot of miles mm-hmm. uh, just to keep their cardio up. But what they were lacking was strength. Wow. So he found a hole in a fitness program and created his own fitness program, Love it. which came out to be CrossFit. <laughs> CrossFit was rolled out in, in California. Uh, actually, the very first CrossFit Games was in California. <laughs> on the ranch. On the ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, but he created CrossFit and it became a phenomenon because it was functional fitness. It was basically something that was unheard of during that time. And he created a program where basically our local fire department, our local law enforcement, our military, our first responders, he was actually training those um, those careers and those people to be functionally fit to be able to do their physical jobs. That is basically the, the heart of CrossFit is functional fitness, but it was built for our emergency responders. It was built right. for our military, built for our law enforcement. So the actual essence of CrossFit was developed from a gymnast, 
but the actual program itself was geared towards our heroes in our country. That's fighting for our freedom and protecting our lives. So just really remember that. So if you ever meet a first responder who says they hate CrossFit, you know what you can tell them? Why do you hate CrossFit? The program was built for you. You should be doing CrossFit because it's going to help you in your career. That should be, that's always what I respond with when I talk to police officers and firefighters. Yeah. And I don't think you were going to come across many that, that don't uh, embrace CrossFit in, in some capacity. But hiding from your weaknesses, I mean, that's kind of a thing where he, yes. he talks about that. And it, it is something that we, I think we subconsciously do. Yes. And, and we, ha- we do that subconsciously. I'm sorry, I was going on my Greg Glassman <laughs> diatribe. It's okay. But I'm going to at least get, give a background education knowledge for our newer CrossFitters. So that. hiding from our weaknesses is something that we all do. Uh, at some point in life, we hide from our weaknesses. We don't want to feel embarrassed. We don't want to do things that are difficult. The human element or the human mind usually will try to find the path to least resistance. Yeah. That means avoiding weaknesses. That means coming in on deadlift day because you're a great deadlifter. But when there are snatches tomorrow, you won't be there because you're not good at snatches. But Greg Glassman is saying avoiding those elements, avoiding the snatch will actually create a weakness or a hole in your game, which is going to be more pronounced as you avoid it more and more. The recipe for error. It's a recipe for error. It's a recipe for disaster. So uh, great quote. Uh, one of the things that uh, made me think about that quote was um, in our gymnastics uh, big build this past Friday, we were learning uh, handstand walk progressions yes. and um, just the, the, the sheer fact that we don't do it often enough is, is a recipe for us to not learn it. Um, and then we talked about it and it was really cool. You talk about how the human brain will adapt to you being upside down. It will. Yeah. Coach Jarius calls it proprioceptive feedback. Yes. So I what, learned that something yeah. new. Now you guys all know it. <laughs> what that means is, like uh, Rhonda was saying, is if you're used to or you continuously go upside down in a handstand, the human body will adapt based on your mind being used to being upside down. That's incredible. The mind will go before the body. The yeah. body's going to follow where the mind goes. Yeah. So if you're used to being upside down, you just continuously just do handstand walks. At first, it's going to be like a baby walking for the first time, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they're looking like they just like Bambi legs. But <laughs> if you see that baby like continuously walk throughout the entire day, if you see them by the end of the day, they've gone from a half a step to a full step, to two steps, to three steps, because they have that proprioceptive feedback. And now their mind is telling their body, okay, I'm used to walking now. Let's start walking. Yeah. So yeah. that's the same. When people are upside stomach. down, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be dizzy all the time. And yes. that's just, you, you, your body adapts so you won't be dizzy all the but time. But see, that's the thing is most people will avoid doing a handstand walk because that first sign of dizziness, they get taught, they get scared. Oh, and they and think it's like they always avoid gonna... the weakness. Yeah, that's <laughs> like when people like the, come in and work out and they get sore. And they like, get oh, sore. I don't want to be like, sore every want... day. Yeah, so yeah. you'll you'll get less and less sore, or you get better at handstand walks. You just got to get over that first moment of fear and just avoiding that weakness. So, so uh, moral of the story is: do not hide <laughs> from the things that you lack. Embrace them and and start working on it. Oh yeah. All right. Well, listen. We will see you guys in the box this week. It's going to be a fun week. We have the open guys. I'm super excited. Well, that is episode 16 of the Arrows Up podcast. This is Coach Clem. Hey, this is Rhonda. All right, have a great week. See ya.